This is episode 198. It's like rushing a fraternity. It's Two Drink Tuesday on the Tone Control! back <laughs> <laughs> oh my god derek let me tell you we're we're a half an hour late getting started because of my family and well me. we're half hour late but also two days early <laughs> oh that's true so we're like many hours early yes <laughs> i so much has gone on in the last 15 minutes that i had completely forgotten that we are several days early <laughs> um we're recording on a Tuesday, and uh, I did not know how that was going to go, but the chat is populated, and that makes me very happy. Yeah. I um, Tuesday is a is a, a Tuesdays when my daughter has all of her dance classes. She's in like the dance academy now, so mm. she has danced two days a week, and on Tuesdays she has danced for a super long time. She has modern dance and ballet, and we don't get her to bed till like sometimes till like seven thirty. Mm-hmm. which is later than usual. It's some pe- Okay, so our kid has a bedtime. Okay, whatever. We're past that now. Uh, so <laughs> She's a kid with a bedtime. Get over it. <laughs> what's modern dance like? It's like, it's like, it's exactly, it's exactly <laughs> like the gift. That we, no, it's, it's, you know, it's when, it's when they, I don't know. I don't know that much about dance, but my sure. kid fucking loves it anyway. And, and it's, being that she's six years old, uh, I don't know how soon I'm going to be able to tell if she's really good at it or not. Mm, sure. <laughs> you know, but so far it seems like she might be brilliant at it. So who knows? Uh, so anyway, so we're like, okay, well, I'm going to be a little late. You know, we, you know, we're finishing up dinner and stuff. And then I come out here, I'd already pre-set up everything. And then discord had an update that fucked my whole shit up. And I had to just like Derek's over there entertaining everybody with uh, random guitar <laughs> riffs and and nonsense conversation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, while I try to find the terminal hack that you have to do to Mac OS to get Discord to listen to. <laughs> and because I was hurrying through dinner, I pre- basically chugged a giant glass of wine before I came out here. <laughs> and I don't give a shit. So, oh, I want my second drink too. Let's go. Okay, fucking. So this is two drinks. Oh, look, tone we got control. matching koozies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking do it, you guys. So anyway, so this is two drink tone control. We're recording on a Tuesday because uh, the re- re- second half of this week, I'm leaving like tomorrow afternoon to go to New England. I'm actually going to see Derek and Derek's first wife. Uh, but we're not planning on spending any of that time on tone control. So we decided we would Uh knock this shit out on a Tuesday. So thank you all ever so much for joining us and hanging out with us in, in a moment of seriousness. Uh, we're going to new England to buy a car that you can't buy in Ohio because that's the world. You want to hear a really funny story? Yeah. I was telling somebody about this whole thing. Like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, so we got some friends coming out and, um, oh, what brings them to town? 
It's like, well, they're buying a car in Vermont. You won't believe Ohio. it. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they were like, oh, I've heard of people doing this. No and, shit. And, yeah, and he's like, I've heard of people doing this. Are they buying like some like cool 1960s Italian sports car? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's a Nailed 2021 it. RAV4. <laughs> and the guy's it is just not like, a tax thing. We're getting taxed uh, for Ohio tax, actually, even yeah. though we're buying it. We're buying it in Vermont, but not New Hampshire. But anyway. Yeah. Go so on. he was just like doubled down and like doubled over how funny it was. Like, like <laughs> oh, I've heard of people do this. They like search for a car and they drive to get it and stuff. And it's like, no, it's a brand new 2021 Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly different. It's um, <laughs> it's a plug-in hybrid. The, the car market is a little bit nuts. Like every market is nuts. And especially these like high-tech cars, it's they don't have a lot of allotment. And it's the coastal states get the allotment before everybody else. Uh, Ohio apparently got like three or six for the year. Wow. There's wait lists for these cars. But anyway, uh, we locked one down. We're driving out to get it. And we're going to hang out. Mm-hmm. And, Do and I've been I've been out straight because we had to like prep all this stuff. I have to like get money out and. Yeah. Like the whole buying car stuff. detail. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm prepping this car because we're going to trade in the car at the same time. We're going to drive the car there, trade it in. And, yeah. and, and we're prepping like, um, CarMax, Carvana, Blue Book, mm. we're getting all the offers and there's a place right in Manchester where we could trade it in. Like if this place tries to screw us mm-hmm. on the value of the car, I wanted to make sure that I literally could walk away because otherwise I have no leverage right in the, in the used car negotiation. So I'm right. like, okay, I have to literally be able to walk away and still get what I want out of the car. So we prepped all that as well. Hmm. And I was, there is a car max car. in Manchester. That's exactly the one yeah. I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's yeah. Right down the road. Mm-hmm. So, wow. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I think it's, it's going to go nuts. well, but I think we're all set. Um, I have a little bit of work to take care of in the morning. That's going to be a bit of a scramble. And then I'm going to I'm dropping the girls off to school in the morning so that they don't have a car there. And then I'm going to pick them, pick Marielle up. The kiddo's taken care of between all the grandparents. The kiddos and the dogs are all sorted. And Good. Is it. We're going to come cool. back with a car that has that has all the fanciness. And and also, we're going to see a show in New York. Yeah. And it's going to so be, gonna we, be made, we decided to make a fucking trip out of it. Damn. Yeah, make a fucking trip out of it. So um, I have a, a hybrid, not a plug-in hybrid, but I have a hybrid yeah. Toyota. And there's two, I don't, I don't, I'm not a, a stickers on cars person. Yeah. Um, but there are two stickers that I'm really seriously considering. One or both, I'm not really sure. One is, um, hey, cool, quote, hey, cool hybrid, end quote, said by no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other is, just pass me already. I'm flooring it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because I, so I'm talking about this with some uh, friends in um, the discord for the, the other podcast that I'm on. And there's a lot of people from uh, like, I, I have found like, obviously the tone control has people from around the world, but there's a lot of new England focus because yeah. that's where we started and so on. Um, the other discord much more, spread out around the country. For one thing, that podcast started from a guy in Texas. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like all over and we definitely get more of the, like the, the capital a American sort Mm -hmm. of perspective. And so I'm like this car and, and immediately they're coming back. Like I'm going to get this, you know, doing this thing this weekend. They're coming back at me with this, like, Oh, 
I bet it's this fancy schmancy liberal garbage car. Am I right, buddy? And I'm like, first of you all, your you, can't, is. You, you can't goad me. Second of all, if you want the torque, you go electric. Oh, 1000%. So like, yeah. that's the, that's the if, thing if about guys, that sticker. If you guys want to feel wrong. the car drive, fucking get an electric car. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the, the thing about that. Just pass me. I'm flooring it. Like it's funny, but. That's it's not how it works because, like, <laughs> nothing to do with reality. <laughs> no, we put our car like it's got the like eco and then sport. You put it in sport mode, that thing is, yeah, quick. <laughs> there was it is right off the line. On, it's um, awesome. On uh, 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 Silicon Valley, when when the one of the characters <laughs> yeah. like he's desperate to get a Tesla, he wants to, he feels like yeah. he's arrived once he can, so he gets the Tesla so he can put it on insane mode. And I don't actually know if that's a joke for the show or if that's a real no, thing. it has a ludicrous mode. Like, I think it's called, <laughs> and they, I think they also have like an unspoken, there's like a plaid mode, like from Spaceballs. <laughs> Spaceballs, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the thing you pull it wide open, it's just pure torque. And it's like I said to those guys on, on that show, like, or not, it was, we're just, in, you know, chatting. Um, you know, it, you, you, gas engines sound cool yeah. and hydrocarbons store a lot of energy per weight, but it, the conversion is extremely efficient. You really want to put is, that energy into movement of a car, electric motor. This is the analog versus digital argument for the automotive world, right? This <laughs> is the Helix. So? This is the Kemper versus the tube amp, right? <laughs> I love how you've brought this back around. Yeah, we're talking uh, guitars, folks. Guess what? <laughs> guess what? All right, here's what's going to happen now. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Do it. That's it. That's it. So, you know, so we're doing, We're this is a podcast about guitars and... Also, whatever random other shit we feel like talking about. Whatever else I want to talk about because it's my platform, damn it. (laughs) It is, but uh, ever ever the stalwart sponsor, Tone, uh, uh, just about to say the name of our show, (laughs) sponsor. So it's going to be a great one this particular Tuesday, everybody. So, um, yeah, anyway, thanks. Thanks, Pedal Genie. Uh, You've been with us ever so long. We ought to talk to... We had to talk to to Tony again sometime. Yeah. Also, I got a, a quick update. I guess I was talking to Alex over at Copper Sound today. Oh yeah. Um, today, say the twenty eighth. It is today. One year ago today, the Triple Graph came out. Mm-hmm. And one year ago today, we did that cool release. We had the bonus episode and like the fancy third man the <laughs> tone control shit. graphic and stuff. Yeah, it was it was so fun. And it's hard to believe it's been a year. Um, but. What a hell of a thing. And they're just selling them like crazy pants now. Yeah. They're um they're in a bunch of different stores. They're not just from Third Man anymore, which is great. You can get them overseas, oh, you can awesome. get them everywhere. So they're in stock, they're able, they're shippable, they're everywhere. Um and oh. I think this is I don't know. If I can't say this, Alex, I'm sorry. He texted me a minute ago saying that our <laughs> local music shop, Manchester Music Mill, is now going to be carrying Copper Sound. Why wouldn't so, you be able to say that? I don't know. I don't know. I just right, make know, sure he, he, make yeah. sure he tells us by before Monday. <laughs> if, he texted I mean, for some reason. So I we were messaging about this triple graph thing, and he's like, yeah. "Hey, um, would you guys want to talk about this?" And I was like, "Yes, we're actually recording tomorrow, one year from the triple graph." He's like, "No, nah, it's too short notice. We can't do it." So yeah. we're gonna try <laughs> to get happen. him on. Yeah, we're gonna try to have him and Jordan on again soon. Maybe even next time for one ninety nine. We'll see. That'd be um, fun. It would be fun just because we're right in that zone. So, yeah, because um, I do have some questions about that whole thing, how the last year has been, even just like from a business perspective. I'm curious exactly. how that goes, because that put them into in front of a lot of eyeballs. So, 
Yeah. That's cool. And um, and every, I was about to say the last time, but every time I've chatted with them, you know, the, well, we weren't doing video when this happened before. That's true. But, but like true. when you chat with the, the folks at Copper Sound, we're, we're in Alex's garage. Yeah. You know, so, so I start to wonder like when you have to, well, I'm not sure exactly how much ramping up would happen or if it's just refocusing, right? Spending more time putting these together or versus some of the other things. Well, but they're still making all the other pedals. Yeah. So they, it has to be a ramp up. It has to be a massive yeah. ramp up. Um, he did make a post recently uh, about some of the, the guys he's got helping in the shop. It looks like they've got some people working for them, which is rad. Mm-hmm. Not just like uh, the, there you go. the startup crew that's been going for a few years. So I'm excited for that. I do have questions. I have an idea like for like a, a triple graph light, I guess, or a, a, a monograph. I don't even know what you'd call it. <laughs> well, wait, isn't that the telegraph? Let's be clear. Well, no, but like with the octave <laughs> function. So right. I was thinking okay. like, how cool would it be? And he's going to hear this. And, and I'm just you gonna triple tell down again. the advancements, right? Yeah. Right. So it's a single unit, a single stomp, and it's got a, a mini toggle switch for up octave or down octave. And that's it. It's like okay. a, a diet version. And maybe yeah. a toggle for like dry through or something like that. No effects loop, um, you know, no kill switch, nothing like that. But I think that would be really cool. Like a like a, <laughs> a single singular sized, you know, triple graph light. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's not Alex for custom. If it is, it was his idea and definitely not mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, speaking of what's coming up in future episodes, we're not going to stop mentioning it until it doesn't bear mentioning anymore, which is a fun and weird sentence. For episode 200, <laughs> we're opening up the Discord to all members of the, opening up the, what am I talking about, Derek? You said it's it right, the, opening up the Discord to all members. Well, well, the Discord's the, okay, open. I, see we're opening I just up tripped up in the same spot you did. <laughs> We're opening up. We're opening up the tone control recording, live recording, to the full Discord, uh, not just uh, supporter plus or what, what? What is it now? The the, the royal, royal we, we. <laughs> the royal we, which is uh, which is anyone who is a Patreon supporter of two dollars per month or more, uh, and so we're gonna have this like uh, it's what it's like it's like amnesty night, right? It's. It's like everyone's. It's like freebie. It's it's it's, it's, it's like it's, um, it's, it's it's Amazon Prime Day. It's like rushing a fraternity, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with, right, you're, with, you're coming in and you're seeing what it's all about. Hazing, not no hazing, less hazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I sort of promise less anyway. And we're working on a cool um, a cool thing for that episode. So hopefully it works out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it works out. Yeah, um, Derek's been working very hard behind the scenes to put together something that is, it will be more than simply an ordinary tone control episode. And it will be more than this unordinary tone control episode, which is to say Two Drink Tuesday, uh, oh. which already is going really well. The number of verbal mistakes through the roof. And I yeah. see no, I don't see it coming back down. So Off I think, the I think charts. We're, we're just on for it. So anyway, make sure... Um, to join the Discord before episode 200, everybody's welcome and uh, get a taste of what's going on in there. Also, we're planning on sending out special gifts to all of our patrons. So if you are a patron or planning to become a patron before episode 200, please get in there. And at this point, it 
asks for your address. That is so that we can mail you stuff. If you were a patron from before, uh, you need to make sure we have your address somehow, either through Patreon or just send it to us or something. We are not going to do anything weird. We are just going to mail you a special gift. It is not toxic or dangerous in any way. It is not a glitter bomb. (laughs) It is not. Yeah. It's not even fun toxic. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, And also, I'm getting the sense that maybe some folks aren't hearing this or maybe a little busy and stuff. I have some messages out to people asking for addresses and I'm not getting messages back, which like, uh, you know, but that's not to say like this is your only shot. So. Yeah. Send us your send us your info. We want to send you a cool thing as a thank you for your support of the show, and uh, freaking two hundred man, it's a lot. Damn, yeah. Okay, um, do you want to talk about some guitar stuff? Sure. All right, I'm gonna play a sound. We're in this phase where I'm like remembering. I like, I, I can identify doing that, but I I can't tell you what it is. I don't know why. And that sounds like some kind of phasey thing, but also maybe not. Is it? It's not a know. phasey thing. No. Okay. <sighs> I don't know, man. Because the thing is, the list of pedal genie pedals is so long now that we've tried. I we're <laughs> I'm forgetting what I've had. I'm Dude, forgetting. It's Sean's. It's Sean's. Is it really? Yeah. That's Canaglia. Canaglia. Jesus. Canaglia. Right. Is that how you say that? That's I, how I've heard it said. I'm not, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I, I, for real, like, um, I thought I spelled it wrong and I had to go look it up because I was like, I thought it was, I thought it was Cagnalia. <laughs> can you, can you play that again? I want to hear that again. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it sounds like there's a spring reverb in must it have been a, as well. The modulation but, on the repeat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was that was a great pedal. That was one of the early. Was that the first live stream? I think it might have been. Might have been. Yeah, it's so weird how these pedals used to stick in my mind as like that's the blank that I did that one. That's this demo, and now uh-huh. for some reason they're just they don't. Maybe it's just because I'm like kind of burning the candle at both ends right now, and I'm mm-hmm. forgetting stuff. But ugh, what a what a killer tone. <laughs> yeah, wild. All right, great job, Sean at Lollygagger Effects. Uh, okay, so first up, <laughs> the the most hated word in words is now a pedal. <laughs> I don't get it, Derek. Tell me about this. <laughs> I so my bullet point says, if I'm being honest, I just put this here because of the name. <laughs> It's the Joyo JF20 Moist Reverb. If if you're a person that has um, <laughs> has a problem with the word moist, you might want to fast word forward. You were going to say, <laughs> yeah, you might want to um, skip ahead. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube version, uh, or if let's say if you're not watching the YouTube version, then a bonus: uh, if you skip over to, U- to YouTube, you'll find that we put in uh, little uh, oh, the timer time markers, yeah. so you can jump you can jump straight past this whole section if you don't want to hear the word moist again. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm I'm not a person that struggles with the word moist. Are you? No, oh, me either. Okay. No. Um, Hence, moist is that the one? <laughs> Moist, yeah, moist. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> however, let's be real. 
It is not a great word to name a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a reverb though. Reverbs yeah, and are like, wet. We talk about the wetness of reverb. Yeah, but that that yeah, doesn't feel as gross as calling your reverb moist. You know? I I think this is an example of um <laughs> this is this is finding your niche, right? So they say like don't try to appeal to everybody because then you strongly appeal to no one. Mm. So this this they're, what they're doing with this pedal is they're saying fuck you everybody who is really bothered by that word moist. This pedal's for everybody else. And everybody else, it's like, oh, we're speaking the language now. We we together, this pedal and I, we can say the word moist and nobody cringes. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone can be like, hey, that's a great reverb tone. What do you got there? Moist. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> Moistness. Your tone is very moist. <laughs> wait, it's after okay. wet? No, wait, before wet in humidity. What does that mean? Wait, I, I want to know I what's going on in chat. Post I have no wet. idea. What they're talking about post wet. This is Ew. exciting. This is post wet is gross. <laughs> <laughs> that tone okay, it's so moist. Okay, so um, here, here's the deal. Um, so what, what about this pedal besides its name? It looks like a pretty solid reverb. I think that that's kind of it, really. It's got three sounds: church, plate, and studio. And it's 32-bit DSP, and that's kind of the, the bullet points okay. on it. That's kind of what okay. they're selling it about. Joyo has not put a price on this, at least as far as me putting it on our notes sheet. Um, but they're pretty affordable <laughs> pedals. I'm really guessing Sorry, this would I be just, on. I just saw clean and moist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is going to be under $100. Uh, oh, they nice. are extremely budget Um and they're pretty good, everything uh, that I've heard. So yeah. um, Matt, the other guitarist in Delaney, plays a Joyo phaser, like a phase 90 thing. And they're like $35. And Whoa. it sounds really pretty dang good. So you can't Holy really, if, if you're on the budget side of things, don't sleep on Joyo. Like they've kind of got it figured out as far as that stuff's concerned. Also go buy the moist. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> So I mean that that's good too because uh, reverb is a, is an effect that tends to have a lot of self noise. It can, yeah. So yeah. if you're talking like 32 bit is that that's going to be helpful. That's going to allow them to push the noise floor lower, at least in the processing. Um, yep. And and with cheap electronics, tend to be noisier. So you know, hopefully this will this will help with some of that. So when they say clean and moist. We're, uh, I think we're in the right zone, and that's exciting. It's got three controls, decay, tone, and mix, and then a little toggle switch for the different reverb types. It's kind of a regular stomp box shape. It's nothing crazy. I think it's cool. If you need a simple reverb, get 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 moist. Fucking <laughs> 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 okay, man. That was it. Oh, there's, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. <laughs> He's done it. Oh, um, goodness. It's, <laughs> Looking uh, at the chat, I'm learning that that maybe Meowred Stern has a problem with the word moist. So our, let's just let's say it a few more times. <laughs> moist. 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 So, so here's, here's what I... I moist. Here's what I've just realized. Uh, because of the, the type of microphone I'm using compared to the type of microphone that you're using, uh, the 
Electrovoice RE20 and the RE320, which I'm, I, I use them both sometimes, um, they are variable D microphones, which means they're designed in such a way that they actually don't have a proximity effect, mm. even though they are a dynamic designed to be addressed very closely like this. And so when I jump right on it, I'm not getting the massive bass power mm. out of my voice that you are when you say moist. Moist, so it, yeah. That's the one. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. And now, so I have to, I have to, I have to just let you take that. Okay. Um, I just want to make a comment um, about the term variable D. Yeah, that's go it. on. That, that's all. I just want to throw that's it out it. there. Moist. Yeah. Moist. Uh, so get moist. Get moist, <laughs> nerds. So uh, guess what? Hey, <laughs> uh, guess what? Uh, we're gonna just because this episode is so much fun. We're gonna jump right into the uh, the genie. I think, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah. Aren't we? <laughs> Shit, it's gonna happen. Are you ready? I'm ready. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping. So you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wish list with pedals and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Pedal Genie. You know, I'm just realizing that I've got like, um, it, it's been years now since I've played in a band and, and performed on stage. And mm. I've got like stage adrenaline right now. Something about the way I had to rush into this show and maybe the fact that it's Two Drink Tuesday. Uh, I've got you like- You feeling a, moist? Sorry. A little moist. You know, it- <laughs> It's like, it's, it's taking me back to a little bit of that. Like I have that, um, oh my God, we're hanging by the edge of a thread and anything could go wrong at any time. Mm. At the same time, I'm almost on autopilot. Like I just like, oh, like I haven't tuned that guitar today and just, yeah, and there's through, a little, my hand was doing it on its own. Like I wasn't thinking what, what should I do? It was just, it was tuning the guitar and yeah. There's the pre-show thing. Like it's not, it's not jitters necessarily, but there's like right. an energy that you're just sort of on. Yeah, and, uh, my guitar and just, stands too far away. Hold on. Um, I think on the ninth when we have this show, that's going to be like the big blowout Delaney show. I'm going to be on fire the whole yeah. day, like just because it's we're planning the whole thing and running the whole thing too. So it's oh, going to be it's going to be. Have I told you about this? It's like a total no. DIY thing. Okay, um, we we're running this show completely DIY in a barn out in the woods. Oh shit. Yeah. So this guy that Matt knows, an old coworker of his, has this big piece of property, and there's a cool, cool old barn on the property that's been 
sort of a retrofitted, I guess. It, it's been updated to like have power and and is like a, a, a venue, but it's not a business. It's just part of his property, right? It's so just he's, a thing that could be a venue. It's a thing that could be a venue, but he's not like doing it like as a side hustle or anything like that. So it's uh, it's there. It's at this, you know, the barn at 251, they're calling it. And he's done like weddings and stuff for friends and family. He's oh, done stuff nice. for the town. Like, hey, you know, we live across the street and our daughter's getting married. Can we do it in your barn? Oh, sure. So that, it's that kind of thing. And they've done some shows. So we're doing a show at this barn and everything's got to come in. So everything from uh, PA, lights, um, merch tables oh, yeah. and stands, all that stuff. It's a BYOB. Or providing yeah. coolers and ice and stuff. It's um, wow. I cannot tell you how hard it has been to find a porta potty because we need a porta potty for this. Like uh, yeah. legally speaking, we've had to get insurance. It's bonkers. There is like it's going to be awesome. So we've got three <laughs> bring, bands. Bring your own basin. <laughs> Seriously though, like so I sent out an email today about gear sharing. And yeah. pro tip, one of the nice things about Helix is that you don't have to share gear with other bands. <laughs> you don't have to touch their dirty fucking gear. <laughs> but we're playing with um, two other bands. This knob is sticky. Yeah, and uh, it's the the angle of the show is like a album or music release show for bands that put stuff out in 2020 when everything was really closed down and uh, live music cool. wasn't happening. So this is our EP release show a full 18 months later. Um and then we're playing with a band called Paper Monsters, who I think you would really, really jive with. I think you should mm-hmm. check them out. Um, Do you mean the, that they're total nerds? <laughs> sort of, but so the singer, <laughs> the singer, <laughs> their full band setup is acoustic guitar and vocals, drums and a cello. And <laughs> the guitarist singer is Matt, who did our, a different Matt, who was the engineer for REP. So, and oh, he runs cool, the studio cool. and stuff. From, so um, he, from Revelry. Revelry, yeah, I couldn't. Yes. Remember, sorry, I couldn't remember the name of the studio. And then, um, so they they have such a cool sound. It's, it's no one's doing what they're doing, and I'm really into it. So we're playing with them, and then we're also That's playing cool. with another local band called Promise Game, who just put out a new track and a music video. So we're doing a bunch of stuff. We've got these video promos, and we've got the it's it's going to be nuts. I'm really looking forward to it. Fantastic. Yeah, and actually, I just remembered my in-ears are here on my desk, and I need to not forget them for band practice tomorrow night, so they're going over (laughs) sitting on top of my keyboard so I don't forget. Anyway. Put them on your doorknob. (laughs) Okay. Back to Pedal Genie. Uh, Back to Pedal Genie. So who uh, do you... I'm I'm set up here. You want me to go? You're set up. Yeah, so let's see. You had... Oops, that's not it. Why is that tab even open? What the hell? I don't think I opened you. yours. Hold on, hold on. I can I can do this. Oh, excuse me. You all hear my guitar? Okay, here. This here is you. Here we go. Okay. Okay, broadcast. So Duel here's the thing. Switch. Yeah, this is so Hudson Electronics makes a pedal called the Broadcast. They make a few variants of it. The original was a single foot switch that had like a toggle on the top that would do mm-hmm. um, like a mini toggle switch that would do high gain or low gain. And with this version, they've taken that switch and put it on a foot switch, which I think is the superior design. So you've got like a built in <laughs> boost within the pedal itself. Great idea. Right. Okay. Functional. Yeah, really. It's, it's great. So, 
it's based on old recording consoles, like broadcast consoles and stuff. And I thought that meant it was going to sound kind of like that direct to board sound, like the color box, right. for example. The color and I was box like, Ooh, bullshit. You know, people are really into Hudson and really into the broadcast. So I'm about to find out, I guess, like, is, is it, <laughs> is it really one of those direct to console things? And, and truthfully, it's more like a germanium, it says germanium preamplifier. It's a preamp style overdrive. So okay. it's not a preamp. It's not that direct to console thing. Really? It's like a preamp yeah. circuit based on the overdrive tone of that thing. And it sounds killer. It sounds so, so good, Justin. I can't even tell you. <laughs> My take on this is it's sort of um, in the spirit of the JHS color box, but they didn't do the dumb thing of trying to actually emulate exactly that sound. They just took the spirit of what was going on there and then yeah. made a good drive out of it instead. Yeah, so it's, um, I, I have not issue, but I, I do kind of wonder about the term preamp because it's not a it's not a preamp you can't replace your tube amp preamp with this thing and in, in that sense so it's a preamp style overdrive it's you know kind of giving you the tone of anyway so i just posted a couple of pictures in the chat of the one i have here including the internals which are hand wired very cool oh nice um, and also look at these knobs they're called marconi knobs i learned and they look wild it's so cool there's such a great vibe for this thing the plate on it is like a milled aluminum or is it's that, milled is that like something. Ba- Bakelite? What's what's Bakelite? Bakelite is an old type of plastic. Yeah, is is actually, that not what this knob is? I don't is? have it on this guitar. Uh, I don't know if they're actually made of Bakelite, but okay. um, they're in that kind of style for sure. That that retro style, mm-hmm. very cool. So anyway, here's my um, rather anemic clean tone. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to juice it, bitches. So uh, across the top, we've got low cut gain trim, which is as far as I can tell, effectively the gain control, and then level low and level high, which is purely output volume. Okay? Between the two ver- uh, two uh, outputs, yeah. right? So. Right, so here we go, low gain I side. see a couple of trim screws inside there, too. Yeah, so I'll get to that in a second. Okay, um, super. So I've got the low cut at noon. I'll do the, the gain at noon also, and the level is just a little, like, say, 1 o'clock. Needs a setup. Um, high gain <laughs> mode. Yeah, so that's a very different personality. I I feel mm-hmm. like I like the other mode better, but um, you could yeah. definitely see where both could be very uh, cool. So. That's with the gain pretty modest. It's a halfway up. Um, yep. So I'll go, I'll go pump that up a little bit and then just turn the low cut a little bit more, get a little, a little extra something.
it's it's got a lot of guts. Yeah. And it's a thick on the bottom too, which is nice. Yeah, and what's nice is that the low cut control makes it really uh, really versatile for tons of different guitars. So this is my pink telly, and it's very jangly and twangy, and you know, again, lots of high-end right. information in this. And pretty so low can, output. Yeah, so I can take the low cut uh, and, and bring that all the way counterclockwise and, and, and make sure there's a lot more low information passing through the pedal. So reviews in the chat. Yeah, so I was um, okay. Here's the story. I got this pedal from Pedal Genie, and I was like, "Great! I've been looking forward to trying this." Plugged it into my little. I have an orange micro terror here in my office with a 112 right. cab. Plugged it into that. It sounded killer. So good. I was like, "Oh, this is if it makes this little rinky dink rig sound cool." Like I can't wait to hear it through my AC30, and I'm really curious how something like this interfaces with Helix type stuff, and stacks with other drives and whatever. So. Bring it downstairs, plug it into the AC30, and it is not happening. Something about it was like mm. really not, I did not care for it. I was really disappointed. Um, so I'm reading the website and I see that there's the internal trimmers to adjust the gain range on the gain trim knob on the outside. Right. So I open it up and start dialing those down. And I don't know if this is stock from the factory or if whoever had it from Pedal Genie before me did this, but those two trim pots were maxed out. So I, I oh, brought okay. them. I brought them way down. Like they're both, um, they're both around fifty percent now, which gives the gain trim knob, I think, a much more usable range. Mm-hmm. You were outside. You were into flub territory. It was before. really, yeah. It was flubby. It was doing like a cool. I mean, it was like fuzzy and cool, but it wasn't what I wanted from something like this. Sure. And it was doing that like oversaturated. Like the circuit just gives up and it kind of ducks out, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Bringing the trimmers down helped a ton, and I was I'm way more That's into cool. how it sounds uh, with how it's currently set up. And if I were to own this, I would continue to tweak that internal a little bit. Um, yeah. So I was really into it, um, and I emailed Pedal Genie about a buyout price, just because. So these are a little hard to find sometimes. I, I think they're mm-hmm. generally in stock at the moment. Um, but I know people sometimes uh, find them difficult to obtain. So it's like, oh, this is a really good one, guys. And it sounds really good with the Helix and sounds really good with the tube amp. And unfortunately, the used price or the member price, I should say, from Pedal Genie is not really where I want it to be. So I'm probably going to pass on it. But it's mm. it's solid. It's really airtight. <laughs> like they, if, they know what they've got. <laughs> yeah, a little, I mean, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it's kind of like... If I hadn't bought the 1981 this year, maybe I would do it. You know, it's kind of yeah, in that range yeah. as far as price. You've already done this. Uh, I got a new yeah. cool drive business going on. Exactly. So I, I wanted to highlight, like, um, so on this picture here, right below the transformer, I don't know if this is going to show up well enough, but the, so it says, like, Stripboard Rev 1, copyright mm-hmm. 2019. So, like, this is, like, this is a straight-up breadboard. I mean, they didn't. This isn't a PCB that they made, but they yeah. they are running them off enough because it's got the socket there for the transformer, and pretty much everything else looks like it's it's simple breadboard. Um, although I see for the LED, they do have plated holes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny, like that they're breadboarding, but they made a custom breadboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's 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 uh, that's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, so anyway. and like the the wiring, it's not a mess, but I opened it and I was like, oh. 
like, look at this. It's I forgot they were hand wired, and it's very obviously yeah. like not just you all where they're. Oh, I'll bend yeah. this one over this way, and I'll twist this pair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I I really love how it sounds. I'm gonna do a live stream on this after our you know trip uh, <laughs> this weekend. But um, yeah. I gotta say, this thing sounds really, really, really good with the 1981. <laughs> really really good so the 1981 I'm, <laughs> I've been experimenting more with the lower gain stuff which like everyone kind of gets to with that pedal eventually right uh, that plus this thing is so cool it's just so good so it's the layers you know, man it's the layers it's, yeah anyway check out the broadcast uh, I think new they're going for about 285 so it's it's not okay. nothing yeah yeah but you know I'm very happy with it super Super. Well, I've got I've got a weirdo. I haven't uh, listened to it yet, uh, so we're about to find out. Maybe I'll have mm. another dud. Oh, by the way, um, last episode I had a mechanical problem with that pedal. Oh, and, right. Yeah, I meant to ask uh, you. About that. I I messaged uh, the genie about it before I sent it back, and they said that they'd had somebody else had mentioned having a problem with that particular unit as well, but they weren't able to reproduce it. Hmm. I, I do feel like it could be an intermittent thing because it sounds like when your guitar cable's not plugged in, you're like tapping your thumb on it. That's what mm-hmm. it sounds like. So it's possible something in there isn't totally connected, but it's intermittent. So every time we ship okay. it, it might connect or not connect and who knows. Sure, could be a jack um, or something that's But loose. now they've got they've got more than one report so they can, they can probably send it back to them. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, okay, so what am I what am I doing here? Okay, so here's 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 my thing. I like the look of this just right out of the gate. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a classic pedal look, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I like okay. the knobs, I like the color. So this is the Monkey Man from J Rocket Audio Designs. It's not being made anymore. Dang it! Yeah, dang it! Oh, by the way, I um. I found this in my driveway today. I can't. What is that? It is a guitar pick that says Music City USA and it says Nashville on the other oh, side. Um, cool. I was walking the dogs this morning. I came back and I was like, is there a fucking guitar pick in my drive? What the fuck? I found a. And you know, like when you do a guitar, mm. let me tell you, when you do mm. a guitar podcast and you find a guitar pick in your driveway, you think somebody's trying to tell you something. Oh, it's like, like sending a message. around yeah. here? Like, what? I like looked around, like I found it and it's like, it's like eight thirty. it's like eight in the morning or something. I'm looking at yeah, somebody around, lurking like in the bushes, asshole. like flicking guitar picks into your driveway. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, hmm. I just got distracted because I picked up this pick. Uh, what were you hmm. going to say? I was going to say, I found a Jim Dunlop guitar pick in my car. Finally. Not what I play just for the record. <laughs> It's not the jazz. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's not, it's like a regular, um, this is a regular nylon guitar pick. Okay. Um, well, it's not like, for me. Like a, is it the white one? No, this is right this is my the Tortex you, Jazz Threes. This is what I am playing, but um, or one of the ones I'm playing. This is my desk pick. I have, <laughs> I have this one. Do you remember this? The yellow one. Yeah, I've got some of those around. Those this are the is Altex. literally the one you gave me. <laughs> They're How many so good. years ago? I still have this. It was your Once, old house. Yeah. Once it fell on the carpet in my old house. God, they're so hard to see. And two <laughs> days later, I found this son of a bitch, and it moved with me. Anyway, I'm gonna play the. Uh, I'm gonna play Nashville because it's. I found it in my driveway this morning. Yeah. Okay, so um, this pedal. <laughs> to get back to business, um, 
Let me find my, my pedal window here. So this is the Monkey Man. It is discontinued. Um, however, it seems to be available for between 130 and 180 bucks on Reverb. Okay. Um, it is from J Rocket Audio Designs. It is a tweed pedal, I guess. So it's it. it so the controls we have here are volume, speaker breakup, and spring reverb. Interesting. So, so it's like a, yeah. a tweed deluxe, including like, the reverb. I thought it was just a reverb for a second. So this is like something that's supposed to make my shit sound like a tweed, but I wonder if it's going to do that. Like it's Neil not Young, just a drive. Like, it seems like tweed anyway, about so to explode. Kind of. Do you think that's clean enough to feed it? Yeah. So this is I'm so. using like as clean as I can get out of this angle because that's about the cleanest amp I have right now. So anyway. Uh oh. Are you kidding me? That's not as bad as last time. No, but it, it it's an indictment of my guitar, isn't it? Hmm. I swear I tried it. I tried other pedals and didn't get this buzz last time. Hmm. All right, hold on, hold on. Now we get now we got to because I I told Pedal Genie that there was something wrong with your pedal. <laughs> yeah. So hold on, hold on a second. That's an interesting sound, though. It the reverb built into that drive is kind of cool. Um, I'm curious if it's going to be at all like the love pedal now, less Leas. Um, there is not a chance in hell that that this guitar is in tune. It has definitely been on the wall for months. Okay. Um, Let's see what you got. So, I just want to see if it'll buzz. Yeah, see, this still buzzes. What the fuck's hmm. going on? Is you- Oh my god, Justin. <laughs> so we're just gonna put this down right now before we hurt ourselves. <coughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, did you change like outlets or add any new electronics to your office or anything? No, no man. I'm using the same one spot as ever. Hmm. Why am I getting hum all of a sudden? That's very irritating. Um, it is. I'm going to have to diagnose this. Well, anyway, um, well, it's not as bad as last time. Probably because it's not as gainy. All right, so let's get rid of that reverb. Let's see what the speaker breakup knob does. So that's pretty low. Let's crank it up. That hum is bothering the hell out of me. It's like compressing more. So that's the, the 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 reverb knob is all the way down. I don't like that reverb sound very much. Yeah, too much. Well, it's not. It's just like not a great example of spring reverb, maybe. And I, I don't, it's weird how it's like relating to the drive. It is. So now this is both the the uh, speaker breakup and reverb sound is all the way down. So with the reverb still down, as I bring up the uh, drive, the reverb comes in. Interesting. I don't like the way this works. Yeah, if I can't get less reverb than that, that's a I don't lot. Have any, that's a lot, have, especially for. Like such an effecty reverb, you know? Yeah. I don't have yeah. any use for this. Is 
adding a lot of bottom to my guitar. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Jeez. I don't know what yeah, to make it, of this. It's not like the best tweed sound I've ever heard. There's a lot of a like, lot of cool. Are tweeds tweed. supposed to be really bottomy? This isn't how I expected it to sound at all. In my experience, like not that I've ever played like an actual tweed or anything like that, yeah. but I, I've the pedals that I've played that emulate that, they do have a lot of that like low mids okay. and, and okay. low end. So it's not that's not unusual to me. Um the relationship of the drive to the reverb, though, is very unusual to me, and I, I don't really like yeah. how that's working. So um, I wonder if I could scan here quickly. That was amazing. Yeah, they're not they're not telling me a lot about this. Um, one of the unique features of the Monkey Man is that you can hit the front end with everything you've got, overdrives and boosts or whatever, and you want it, and it compresses like an old tweed. Okay, so I definitely get that compression. Uh, well, I don't. I don't have anything I can easily put in front of it. No, that's not going to work. Yeah, and the manual is not really that helpful. It just tells you what the yeah, knobs do. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is discontinued. Um, maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah. I I don't I don't love yeah not being able to like that's the minimum reverb that you can have with this pedal. I don't see how that's how that's a thing. Um. I don't know. Interesting because like it's a, a mix of compression and kind of like a, that that saturated low end EQ thing mm-hmm. could be cool, but mixing it with the reverb makes it messy in a way that I can't justify. Yes, I agree. Um, that's kind of surprising. I mean, J Rocket makes good pedals. They make the Archer, which yep. is one of the most coveted. Klon clones there is. Like I, I trust them as a pedal manufacturer. But it's discontinued, and maybe maybe that's why. I don't know. It doesn't matter why. But, yeah, they can't all be winners, folks. Some yeah. days you get a broadcast. Some days you get a monkey man or whatever. What is it? Monkey man. <laughs> yeah, it, it is monkey man. That's correct. Eric says it's too specific. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible Although, that what they've like, created here is is exactly what they meant to. Yeah, but it's remember just remember though, like for a while, like everybody was making tweed style pedals. Even Boss made one, right? And mm. there was the Les Leas, there was the other uh, Love Pedal one, there was the Catalan Bread made one, the five five F six or something like that. I I, I don't know. It's meh. meh. Yeah. yeah, and um. Apparently, I need to keep hunting the hum in my mm. sound here. I need to get out some other pedals, I guess. I I, I tried like I tried removing. I, if I removed the pedals from the signal, I didn't get any hum. You know what you need to do so, sometime I just thought, for for science. Yeah, is share the tube drive with us. I don't know if we've been over the tube drive on the tone do control. Do you want to see it, it right now? In 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 any recent time, certainly since we've been in Discord, I don't know if people really know about this pedal. You know about the tube drive? Yeah. Let's see about the tube drive. The Effectrode tube drive, everybody, if you're not familiar. Um, just an absolute unit of a pedal. Look at this okay. son of a bitch. Oh, Eric's? Oh, he doesn't have his headphones on. Stand by. <laughs> so um, I remember this, this, the pedal that um, predated this one on Justin's board was a hot chili tubester. And which I think he told me was a like a 
Okay. What was the hot, coming back on? What was the hot chili tubester? Was that like a DS one circuit with better parts? Uh, I I don't I don't know. Um, I remember you talking about that at some point. So the the hot chili tubester is um, a, a guy I knew who was a tube amp builder uh, turned me on to that because he said it was the only pedal at the time that ever impressed him as far as being a true tube preamp design. Okay. Um, in that it it provided the tube with a proper B plus voltage. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one of these like cosmetic tubes where they're feeding the tube like 12 volts and it's really mm-hmm. just there to, and there's glass in it. And it gl- so the, the hot chili tubester had no, like you couldn't see the tube in it. It wasn't just there for looks. Um, and it had a proper like 300 volts on the inside of it. It, had an, it wouldn't, wouldn't run on a pedal supply. It had like an AC plug that you had mm-hmm. to feed into it. Um, so that crapped out on you. It enter. started to fail. Yeah, it got a ton of hum, and we took it all apart. It was it was gooped, um, oh, so yeah, I tried yeah. to have some people fix it. And um, no matter how much goop we cut away, we couldn't really figure out what parts were wrong. We we basically changed out every part of its power supply, all the capacitors and everything, mm. trying to figure out which filter cap was broken or something. And we never got it fixed. So um, so I gave up, and I started looking for another tube pedal. Um, cause I really wasn't satisfied with something else. I, I really wanted that. And, um, I tried some Ent- other things, enter but eventually yeah. enter Effectrode. Um, so this was a wildly expensive buy at the time. It's funny cause that picture, I think he's changed his box designs. I think so. It looks wider it, and flatter. It looks, yeah. Like mine's like deeper and not as, um, spread out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is, this is a proper guitar amp front end. Um, as you can see, there are three tubes in here. Two of them are in the preamp stage and one of them is the tone stack. Um, and he's recommending AX7s for the preamps and an AT7 for the tone stack. I can't even remember. I might... F- so I, I played around a lot with uh, different tubes in here. So um, what's funny is like it's 339... I have ECC81... I have a so I have a JJ in where the twelve A T seven is supposed to go, and the the other ones are Mullards, um, yeah. which I really liked. I have um, one of those in very, my. Uh, they're very aggressive. <laughs> crisp. Um, um, they're crisp. Yeah. So tight. that's currently three thirty nine uh, pounds sterling, which is four sixty okay. US. Uh, I think I paid 400 so I, I think it may have gone up a little bit. Um, yeah. It requires a special power supply. It, he he ships it with a um, with a special 12 volt DC that is a high current 12 volt. So he's he's um, upping internally in, inside the pedal to get the proper 300 volts. Uh, so you feed it 12 volts, but it's a, it's like a 1.5 amp power supply that you're feeding it with. So if you you can't do it with like a regular, you mm-hmm. can't do it with 12 volt from your um, from the other whatever you have on your board already. It won't work. And he sells power supplies as well. He um, sells all kinds of pedals. He's got a tube trim. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the Blackbird. <laughs> the Blackbird, which came after I bought this, I probably would yeah. have gone for the Blackbird at the time, which is a proper. It's it's like a two. It's like a whole two channel amp. Yeah. Right in front of yeah. you with with. Um, but anyway, um, so if this hums like crazy, <laughs> then, <laughs> then we've got so. So anyway, um, I think I hold on. I think I switched around my shit. Um, <laughs> to plug this cable. 
plug a cable. I, I remember in. kind of being on the search for overdrives and distortion pedals and stuff, and then I sent you the the Pro Guitar Shop at the time demo for this for the yep. uh, the tube drive, and it was like, oh no, this is oh, it. it. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, because now I know I'm going to have to spend <laughs> yeah. this much money. Um, so. <laughs> Okay, so here we are again. Let's turn it on. Oh, it's not humming. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it still sounds awesome. So everything's at <laughs> noon. So this isn't like a wild high gain pedal or anything, mm-hmm. um, but basically you juice the volume a little bit. It's got it's got a toggle switch along the top that's kind of. It's kind of a bass boost, but it's doing it in, in a different way. I, I typically leave it on for the kind of sound that I'm usually after. But um. So, volume tone drive. That's all we got. So, obviously... That's all you need, motherfucker. <laughs> so, so, if I pull the tone way back... Like it doesn't pull it into mud territory. It's, it's really just controlling the harshness and that... that I found I find works with any amp. Like you plug it into an amp, find where the tone on this pedal needs to be, and it's just going to drive it. And you find that um, that like two o'clock, three o'clock sort of zone for the output. That's that's it. Okay, so minimum gain. So we hear that it's it's it is the pedal's doing something compared yeah. to clean. Turn it on. So we've got a little, that's that's like sort of what the tone stack is doing here. And it's kind of mid-focused and a little bit. And then as I as I start to bring up the gain to, you know, a little two-thirds up. That's at noon. Yeah. So if I max it out. It's a little... A little much. Yeah. It's a little much, but it's it's not. It doesn't go into total flub territory. Yeah. And this is my Telecaster too. I mean. It's a really sonically rich distortion. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I, I. I just. Don't, I. I don't think. Um, it's great. You know. I, I feel like if I had it all to do over again like I could have come up with something like you know so some of these other drives I I might have been satisfied with like a proper mm. like just a regular well, old like drive pedal but this there's, thing there's, this thing is sort of a different animal for some reason I, well, I yeah you know. I was gonna say it there's been a lot of developments and overdrives between when you bought that and today sure so there's there's a but lot like the more Plimsoll out there was around back then yeah wasn't it yeah, uh, the OCD definitely was. If not, yeah. the Plimsoll was certainly, yeah, it must have been. Yeah, jeez, I don't know. And those are the kinds of things that I'm thinking of could have gotten me into that territory. Like I wanted mm-hmm. something that would like react properly to a palm mute, even though I was playing a Telecaster, um, mm-hmm. but not, you know, and, and it doesn't need to sound like a, a Mesa Boogie amp or something. Right. Um, and it's it's really, it's it's that like, it's almost out of control, but it's it it's it sounds a little bit higher gain than it is. You know, whereas like truly high gain sounds are 
controlled by when they get to that point because they mm-hmm. have to be precise. And it was that that like I didn't need to go there. I needed to go to just high enough gain that it was like, whoa. It just sounded loud. Rich so, and full and yeah. saturated and yeah. yeah. Very cool. Cool, man. Yeah, that's one you don't get rid of. No. Well, thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control, <laughs> as always. Yeah, and I we gotta figure out what the hell's going on with all the hum, because that's that's two in a row. That's uncanny. Yeah, plug it in. Oh, you can, I was gonna say try to plug it in the house or something and see if it's well, like I, I gotta plug it into some other amps yeah. uh, tomorrow. Well, I'm not gonna have time tomorrow. I'll do it. Sure. I'll, yeah. I will make sure. I will. I will try this pedal out against one of those or both of them and see if I get weird hum out of that. Then yeah. Then I'll know something's up. But that's so weird to have two pedals in a row. That that makes me think it's me. All right. So we've got some questions from some listeners. Uh, we do have some questions. Wait, I was going to play a sound for this, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Because this is technically another segment, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is only the second time I've played. Okay. Is that the Rainbow Machine? No, you can tell because you can hear music in it. <laughs> Hungry Robot Borderland Light, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was a U demo, I, I think, right? It sounds like it, probably. Yeah. Okay. Good job, Hungry. Ro- oh, wait. Oh, shit. Something just happened. What happened, man? Uh, I don't know. Okay, we were talking. I that. don't know. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is, um, just heads up guys. We're always taking questions from listeners. Like don't wait for us to ask for questions, I guess, yeah. if, if that's a thing, um, you got, you want to know something, email discord, uh, you know, the, the socials, whatever, uh, just send in, send it in. Yeah. We're, we're always looking for stuff like this. So, um, so apparently the comment was that I, that I talked down about the rainbow machine. Yeah, I don't come at me. Like, I don't care. It's a piece of garbage. <laughs> I don't know what that's for, but it's not music. Uh, <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> okay. So, okay. questions. Yeah. yeah. So, so people fed us questions, and I think they're really cool. Um, yeah. Do it. Okay. So, from in Discord, from Timmy S. Is it worth having a computer interface for an instrument to record directly into your music software, or should one simply have a nice microphone and a speaker? And I think the question yeah. is maybe like a guitar amp cab situation. Um, well, I think the the question, the way Tim is wording this uh, betrays like a, um, there's sort of like an overarching nature of this question that is like the, the, the question is actually what are you recording and what is your instrument? So do I have an interface yeah. or for, or sorry, an interface for an instrument to record it depends. Like, is my instrument a keyboard? Is my instrument a guitar. an acoustic yeah. guitar? If my instrument's a gu- an electric guitar, is it really just that? Or is it a guitar and an amp? Because an electric guitar by itself is not a whole, whole instrument. And that's that's right. really the crux of what this question is, right? Okay, good point, good point. Um, I was going to say... In the spirit of, like, centering this around guitar, I guess, because this is a guitar podcast... Um, 
worth having a computer interface. I, so in, I, I'm looking at my Focusrite Scarlet Solo here. It's a tuba. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, but, Timmy but plays every, the tuba. Um, everything like, needs a computer interface. You can't record without a computer interface. Right. So, so it's not an yeah. either or. And I, 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 Timmy knows that. It's just right. So it's it's stuff know. like. We've talked a lot about things like HX Stomp, of course, and all the other modelers. You can use those as interfaces, right? Your computer right. can hear that as a device, and you can record guitar straight into Logic or GarageBand or, or whatever else you're using. Um, I do but it all the time. because the amplifier is part of it. What HX exactly. Stomp and devices like it are doing is they're combining the amplifier and additionally the effects and stuff like that and the interface. Yes. Um, but they're not, it's not because you're not using one of those. No, um, um, right. it's... It's um, like I can go USB out of those devices into my computer and it'll hear that. Alternatively, I can do all that modeling. Or let's say I've got a microphone on a cabinet. I can run that into my desktop interface here, the Focusrite, and then run that into Logic. So it does need something to go from like the real world into my computer, whether that's over USB through a... And that's a DAC. That's like a digital yeah. audio converter. Like, so you, you can't record with a computer without one of those somewhere. Right. Cause if you, so you do have a microphone, let's say you need to plug that into something and you, it can't right. just go into your computer somewhere because that doesn't have an XLR out on it yeah. <laughs> or in on it. So, rather. so, so like yeah. when you're asking this question and you're thinking, um, so I, I, I happen to know some of what, uh, Tim's setup is like, is that, um, like he, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have an amp anywhere, but he's okay. working with software amps. So yeah. he's he's working with something like um, a jam or something like that. Like it's a it's a guitar plug that is an interface essentially. Got like it. the DAC is built into the guitar plug. So that's um, that's like as simple as it gets. The guitar is going straight in as a dry signal, and then the software is going to create the sound and that's going to get recorded. Plugins and whatever else, yeah, right. And uh, the only difference between that and HX Stomp is that the the box itself is processing that audio into an amp-like sound and then sending that to the computer. Right. Before it's, it's, it gets to the computer, right? Yeah. So like HX Stomp product type thing, Kemper, Axe uh, yeah. all that stuff is doing the processing and then your computer is just listening to it and recording it, what it hears, uh, which is how I do stuff. If you were to get Helix Native or uh, like the Neural uh, uh, yeah. plugins or any other sort of plug, like guitar amp plugin, your computer is processing that signal and and doing that amp stuff as well as recording, listening and recording. Right. And so, then the jam is doing the same thing. It's receiving a dry guitar yeah. tone, and your computer is doing everything after right. the sound gets to the computer. But but that that the only reason that that's different is you're not making the amplified guitar sound before it gets to the computer. Yes. And so like, you know, we, we've been talking a bunch about how, you know, modeling is, is kind of there now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's not really worth discussing anymore, whether one is better than the other. If you have a particular amp that you like, you can put a microphone in front of it mm-hmm. and, and record it. Uh, and if you don't, or if you just want the simplicity you know the helix, the fractal stuff, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody is going to have any problem with any of that. We're really like on equal footing now with any of that. So, so you know, the question: 
should you simply should one simply have a nice mic and a speaker? Well, it's a little more complicated to do that. In a yeah, because if you need, if you have a speaker, <laughs> you need a nice amp. You know, like you can go yeah. all the way down the line. So, yeah. I think, it, like you said, it depends on the instrument for sure. It depends on what you want your workflow to be. I think you know yep. it. It kind of yeah. It's it's sort of you're ending at the same destination of yeah. recorded music, and it's just what is going to be the easiest for you to get there. Um, I don't have the means to play a loud guitar amp in this room and set it up with a mic and all that stuff. I mean, I, I could get there. I just don't really feel like it, partly because I have another solution already. You yeah. know, like I, it's, it's easier way for easier me. to use the Helix, and I mean, it's we, easier you to could use take the that Helix. mic and try to yeah. do it. Oh yeah, who knows? It might sound good. Right, and I can just go buy a fifty-seven. That's not that's the barrier to entry. There is not a big deal, but yeah. it's still that whole thing of like. The other convenience factors, right? If I dial up a tone on the Helix and I like it, I can record it, and then I can also go play it live. And you can push save, right? <laughs> I can push save, and I can push send, and I can share it with friends. Like, there's that whole yeah. thing. So, different argument, really. But um, and then so so then it's like, what's your instrument? And so my my comment about this is like, if my instrument is a trumpet, then I need a microphone, and yeah. I'm going to find a microphone that sounds good on my trumpet. But if my instrument is a guitar. An electric guitar, if it's an acoustic guitar, then I'm going to find a microphone that works well for that, right? Because plugging in an acoustic guitar... Well, it sounds like a PVC om- pipe. It sounds terrible. It's, om- it's almost <laughs> never going to work. Although um, I have this somewhat recent experience of uh, my, my dad redid the pickup in his tailor with... And somebody, in fact, it was it was Eric that... that uh, we, we were looking at a couple of... He was comparing the Fishman to this other thing, and I can't remember what it was called. Oh, is it LR uh, Bags, maybe? Uh, maybe he's typing, he's typing, he's typing furiously, you know it, the Anthem. Yes. Okay. So he got the Anthem pickup system installed in his tailor and it's fucking brilliant. And I went over after he had this put in. So it's got, I love to hear this. It's got a microphone (laughs) style transducer and it's got a contact style transducer. And then there's a little... There's a little turning wheel, like there's a little like dial. If you reach just inside the sound hole, you can turn it and you're mixing between the two and then that output feeds the thing. And I just like without, I I messed with it a little bit, left it somewhere in the middle and recorded it for a second. And I literally was like, you know, unless I had a super nice mic, this is the way to go. Like it's that good. It's like almost good enough that like in some situations I wouldn't reach for an external microphone. And, and it, well, it's in a Taylor 914C, which is like a, <laughs> it's a $3,000 guitar yeah. that you can't even get the wood for it anymore. And so now it's like insured for like way more than that. Cause it's probably worth way more than that. And anyway, so it's a fucking brilliant guitar. Yeah. However, this pickup is doing things that pickups shouldn't be allowed to do. Okay, so, magic, that, yeah. so without that set aside, um, if your instrument isn't an electric guitar, then you probably need a microphone because um, <laughs> yeah. you know you need to you need somewhere to, to to receive that sound. And if your instrument is an electric guitar, it's actually not just that; it's also an amp or whatever pedals you put in the chain. That that combined is your instrument. And so if you're gonna do that in Helix, or if you're going to do that in an amp, then you need a microphone. And so, but that whole thing is to be thought of as your instrument. And I think that gets to the core of the question. Agreed. Good answer. Next question. Yes, it is a nine. It's a Taylor nine fourteen C. Yes, and it has a. It's 
It's great. He's had it for a long time. It's quite a thing. Anyway, <laughs> you basically can't, like, I sound good when I play it. Like, it's that <laughs> good a guitar. <laughs> I've played it a few times. It's, it's a showstopper. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a good one. Um, yep. and, and like physically beautiful too. It's and like it's, that it's anthem tons of all the trim was something like half the cost of the equivalent Fishman system. Hmm. And so that's why he was like, eh, cause one of them was like a lot more money. And, uh, Eric recommended the anthem. He said he tried it and it was great. I was like, go for it. That's great. Uh, so my dad had his guy put it in and couldn't be happier. It's fantastic. Recommend. Good, good, good. All right, next question from Jay Payne in Discord. What gear do I use in a multi-guitar band? I love this question. If a band member uses a single Your coil... Your ears. Gu- <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, if a band member uses a single coil guitar to play a thing, then maybe I need to use a humbucker guitar to cover the other frequencies, sounds, and effects uh, to accompany the single coil. Um, and then the same question sort of applied to effects and pedals. Should I use effects that accompany the other players? I think this is an awesome question. And there was some follow-up conversation in the chat about like, if not the gear, then what you're playing, how should that differ from the other guitar player? And I I think this is a really good... I think that's more important, but I want to know what you think. I agree that it's more important. Um, The playing is more important, like differentiating where you are on the neck and the the timbre of like, you know, a C on the A string third fret is going to sound different than the uh, eighth fret on the E string. They just have a different kind of quality to them. And then if you're playing So you can invert your chords if you want to make things fuller than just two guitars playing the same thing. Yeah. Right. So, and that then you can reserve playing the same thing for dramatic effect if yes, you want in your song. it gives songwriting. you another dynamic, a yet, a yet yeah. another dynamic that you can Yeah, hear. which Matt and I do sometimes, and it's really cool. And it's like, actually, I'm going to join you on that part and make it huge, and it sounds really cool. Right. So anyway, as far as the gear goes, um, I don't really focus a ton on like, well, if you're playing that guitar, then I'm going to play this guitar. Like, I don't think about that because like I, I build my tone around – what I want to sound like a lot of the time, not just for like, yeah. well, this this band needs this kind of tone or this song needs that kind of tone. I don't do that too much. So I'm probably not the greatest example for this. Um, Matt's guitar has the, God, what are they called? Um, they're like the Duncan pickups that have single coil P90 and humbucker all in one. They've got the little switches on the sides that you can move them around and... Um, so he's in between songs, like he'll change, like, this is a P90 song, this is a humbucker song. And he'll kind of okay. do that. Um, I'm not messing with my gear that much. I'm more like changing things like gain stages to achieve that different texture combined mm-hmm. with the playing thing that we just talked about. And that usually gets me to where I need to be. Um, however, I think if you're really going for a specific tone or a specific, the band needs a very specific sound, that might be something worth considering. Well, if you're playing single coils, maybe I should play humbuckers to fill it out or P90s or something, something different. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. So if you think so, about like, let's say you got two strats on stage, right. And they're both yeah. like in the neck position or whatever, they're going to be different because just rigs are different and players are different and even yeah. guitars are different, but they're going to share so much of the same frequency range. Right. Yeah. So, what do you do about that? And is that a problem? Well, so, right. And so so it's actually that part of the, the way the question's worded. Frequencies, like to cover those frequencies. Now, I, I, you know, when 
when you're changing single coil to humbuckers, I don't think of that as a totally, as like a different frequency range or even complementary frequency ranges. It's really, that's about like output level and like how, um, to, to a certain extent, like the harmonics versus fundamentals of the string kind mm-hmm. of zone. Uh, and I think those changes are, are very different. Like when I'm changing pickups on a guitar, it's because um, I want to hear more of the fundamental or I don't. Right. right? So, so if I'm using, if I, if I want somebody to use the neck pickup, I'm going to be, how do I say this? It, it's, it's because I'm wanting the clarity. I actually want to like reduce the rumble or yes. something like yeah, okay. that. So okay. it's like, so, so, so something that's very strummy and dense, we need to use the neck pickup for. And then, uh, solos or whatever, I'll, even the heavy metal guys will be like, oh, we'll use neck for this. Mm-hmm. Um, except if it goes low, then I might switch them and we'll probably, and I can do punch-ins and things like that. So I can be like, well, actually, we're just going to switch halfway through the solo. We're going to switch pickups without you having to do it because <laughs> I like the yeah. sound of that better. Um, but as far as like constructing the arrangement of a song, um, I wouldn't sell somebody, well, you should use the other pickup because they're using neck, so you should use bridge. No, like if it's a sort of part that needs, it's it's dense and thick and strummy and cordy, well, that probably needs to be bridge pickup because it's going, it needs to have less fundamentals so that the clarity of the different notes can come through. Now, would you say though, um, well, they're playing a humbucker guitar bridge, you should play a single coil guitar bridge. Like the pickup position aside. Um like let's talk about pickup construction. I, I, I would be because that would totally change my my gain staging. It would. Yeah. That's you know, what I mean. And, so and so that's that's really the thing. Like, so if I have um okay, so if I'm building a mix, uh, because this is this is why I wanted like you to to like talk about mm-hmm. playing on stage, I feel like it's a little bit different. I, I think to this extent, like if your gain staging is totally different one side of the stage to the other, and it's like if you're playing like hard rock and you you need the gain, then you should be in the same range or you're making up for that with whatever kind of drives or something like that so mm-hmm. that we're in the right zone. You're just getting to the tone you want to get to. But if I'm in the studio and I'm, um, if I'm doing like a left and right for something, I will sometimes say like, well, let's actually use the other guitar. Let's pick up this other guitar for the, and it's not yeah. because let's pick up a single coil. It's probably just a different humbucker. Like yeah. we're doing, we're doing metal or something and we're playing with like battery powered EMGs or some shit. Then I'm still like, well, let's use the other guitar for the other side. Even Which, if it's the same player, like that'll help. Even though they basically sound the same, there's a little bit more difference and that creates more width. Your ear hears that as like, there's something different. And if I don't have that, then in the mix, I'll do things like I'll give a little bump at three kilohertz and then in the other guitar, I'll do a, a, a reciprocal dip at three kilohertz. Okay. And so I'm yeah. creating this mirror, right? And that's just giving your ears something that makes it sound a little bit more different, even if it's not. And then that makes it sound like a little more spread out. But it's not changing. I'm not. I'm not going like, well, let's play this on a single coil. If it's a heavy metal song, that would sound weird, or it wouldn't work at all, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I think let's see. If you're talking about a multi-guitar band. I, th- I assume that the question is in the spirit of like we're writing and playing shows and and mm-hmm. and recording and doing all that. Right. Um, would it make would 
Would I need to use a humble need? No, absolutely not. No. Um, but I think it really comes down to like what you think you, you want your band to sound like, I guess. And, and kind of like what you want your tone to be. If your tone for this project is your thing, or if it's just the tone for this project, like, how are you thinking of it? You know, like for Delaney, my tone is my tone. Like it comes with me. And that's my core thing that I take with me. When we were working on one of our songs, it was like the only song in the EP, the closing track, um, had a really different sort of aesthetic to it. And we were like, yeah. I, I, we turned into like, I need to use my Strat for this. And I don't play the Strat for the band. I, when I joined right. Delaney, I was like, this is going to be a humbucker band for me just because I kind of want to, right? I just and want to. And the band's to. in a tuning, so some of the guitars went to that tuning. Yeah, and the Strat was still in standard. Luckily, the song is Capo 1 for us in E-flat, so it worked <laughs> out really well. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah, it's just, uh, don't get me started on that whole thing. But but it was like, oh, I, I really need that two position on a Strat sound. Like, that would work really well for this song. And I pulled that guitar out of the closet basically just because this song kind of demanded it. Yeah. And I don't do it live. I don't um I don't really bring the strat to practice. I don't use it for that because it's set up for standard and we're not in standard. And but anyway, um Yeah, but that song's Capo One, Derek. <laughs> I can bring two guitars so, to practice and just for one song. Yeah. Well, so anyway, just tune um, everything one step lower and capo everything capo. capo one. Every- Except <laughs> for that song would be capo two, of course. Then oh, and then see then what you do is <laughs> So you look at you look at Matt and you're like bump. Not so here's a wild thing. <laughs> I, I'm sucker. in standard, I'm in well, E flat standard capo one yeah. for that song, and he's in drop D capo three. Okay. So he's just so, he's just uh We're all over the place. It's just who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so um anyway, I, it's the same question about effects. I think it's like is, was that a wrong note you just played? I don't know. Doesn't matter. What key are we? Who cares? <laughs> What's a what is a what even is a wrong note now? Are we in the key of H? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's, anyway, with the gear, um, like, do you need different pedals to accompany? I don't really know. I think depends on the part. I think you're writing, yeah. and it depends on like what the other guy is doing. And I think this is maybe an exercise in like the songwriting component too, and like call and response. And maybe like, if you want, if this guy's got like this really like fluid, high gain reverby lead thing, maybe you want a more staccato dotted eighth note delay thing. That's contrasting with that. And like, that's just about the parts though. I don't think you need to decide, like I'm building a board around this. And I notice you use the word maybe. And so this is like, so now I'm going to like, let's refocus just a, a little bit because ultimately the answer to the question is like uh, for for us, we are not trying to build anything based on it being a reciprocal or filling any hole that was left by the other thing. It's yeah. really dictated by sort of the song and what you think sounds cool. And, and then I have this other layer of like when I'm working on a song and creating a recording of that song, I sometimes do things that aren't done in, in a live setting or in a band practice setting. Um, but that doesn't mean that they need to be done or that they would even sound better in a live setting. It's yeah. just something that I'm doing that's a little bit of a sort of a trick. Um, but I I will say, like, final answer to this question, I have never thought about any song that I've been a part of working on or writing or performing and learning or recording where I've thought, 
oh, well, you're playing that with a humbucker. Let's let's get some other flavor in here. Give me that strat. It's it's more like, well, hold on. Actually, let's change to the other guitar just for a slightly different space, mm-hmm. but not in a way that you can hear. I, I actually am not trying to create a sound that the audience goes, oh, the left channel sounds different than the right. It's an impression of difference that your brain subconsciously interprets. It's way more subtle than that. And it's not like, should I go single coil? Well, only if we crank up the, like if somebody did, if the other guitarist brought in a single coil compared to an active pickup situation, and I'd be like, oh shit, well, we got to we got to find a tube screamer. We got to do something to get Mm -hmm. the gain back up into the right range or everything's going to sound imbalanced. And I don't like that in a recording um, unless it was built into the arrangement of the song. So if the band was creating the arrangement and one guitarist was playing a thick, high gain sound that was made out of humbucker pickups and then the other one was Mm -hmm. something totally different that was made out of single coils, that's fine. But if they're trying to play the same riff and it's supposed to be two sides, that's not going to work. Right, right. It's going to sound bonkers. Yes. We'll make up for it some other, some other way, you know, with yeah, more game so or something. I think, I hope this answers your question a little bit. Um, I think, yeah, you got to do a little like self-exploration, right? Like wh- why is, is it for the pure like sonic coverage or is it for the parts of the song? I think, I hope the answer is actually the parts of the song because like yeah. that's a different thing. And now you said like, and I hope hit, that you, answer sets you free, right? Because if you're worried, yeah. like, am I missing something? No, there's Fucking no rule. No, no. Do whatever sets yeah. you. Do whatever makes the song sound cool. Like, right. And, and I think like when when I've done like the the more heavily produced demos that we do occasionally, where I've got multiple guitar tracks happening, if I want it to sound big and fat and full, I'm using two different guitars. And even though I'm doubling it, two different guitars, because that's the thing. Like Justin's saying. It widens it all. It gives you just a little extra texture in in ways that you can't really identify, and it works perfectly. Like it, it's great. So uh, the tombstone demo that's up on our channel, which you can yep. click to, is a good example of this. I think I use a Telecaster and a Les Paul, two sides of a spectrum, right? And it sounds really great. Did you tweak the pedal for the guitars? Yeah. Because I use this, to, and so that's yeah. the thing. So you you weren't just letting the guitars do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. You adjusted the pedal to make them sound balanced as two different sides. Right. Um, so now you were saying like you wouldn't look at a guitarist and be like, well, you're using a single coil, so I'm going to grab a humbucker guitar. No. But I would look at a guitarist and say like, well, you're playing this like cowboy chord open C. I'm going to play a C up here. Like I'm going to like borrow my caged method theory thing. And, or I'm mm-hmm. going to like seek an inversion, right? To just give that, maybe we're both playing C, or C chords, but we're kind of switching it up a little bit. So there's a little more interest going on. And like we said at the beginning of this conversation, that allows you to then uh, sort of come back together to play the same riff, exactly the same, and have that as an effect, as a choice. So you're you're both playing C, but now you're both playing C like this, and that's a different dynamic. And you've you've given yourself another weapon. There's another knife in your case. Yeah. So... Yeah, there is no uh, there is no right answer to this. It's just sort of what works. Do it. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Shit, shit. man. Shit. shit. All right. Um, let we've gone on super long. Let's wrap. <laughs> two drink Tuesday because my drink's done. By the way. Oh, mine too. Uh, uh, let's wrap two drink Tuesday with some suggestions of the week. I don't know, dude. 
<laughs> I don't fucking know any of these anymore. You're going with the deep, deep cuts. This is this is JHS Bonsai. Did did I not play this on an episode sort of recently? JHS Bonsai. Like that's the one you just had that was buzzy as hell. Uh, well, guess what? You had it before okay. me and apparently <laughs> recorded a demo of it. Because <laughs> I it. have a demo on my hard drive. That's great. Love it. <laughs> Love it. You don't need nine tube screamers, folks. Okay. I was like, I recognize that name, JHS Bonsai. I must have played that recently. Oh, well, I can't remember. I'm putting it in the show anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so okay. awesome. Suggestions okay. of the week. Apparently, this isn't guitar stuff. Finally, nope. we're getting no, no, to no. the not guitar shit. Finally, we're getting to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My suggestion is a board game, a two-player board game called Cairn. It is tactical duels between tribal shamans on an evolving board. And I, I put a link in the notes. There you go. What this is the Board Game Earth? Geek page. So this I <laughs> this is the game that we were texting you and your wife about. Like I yeah. adore this game. I love it. And Beth hates it because she's not very good at it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no. I'm like really into it. Really, really into it. So it's like a five by five grid. You've got uh, I think six pieces, uh, maybe five pieces. And um you're you're there, sort of like images. Here we go. This is oh yeah, here. it looks like five. So you're you're kind of like playing for advantage on the board. But what's interesting is that when you move a character, um, you change the move conditions for the next turn, and that so okay. it, you can move your character uh, one square, and that square might be up, down, left, right, or it could be diagonally, right? So you can move orthogonally or diagonally. And if I move my character diagonally, I flip a little tile over, and that means the next person who moves a character has to move it orthogonally. And uh, that okay. every time you move, that tile flips, directing the next turn. And so right. you have three turn options, three three move options on your turn, and you have to execute it in the way that the board dictates, and that yeah. is flipped every time someone does the thing. So you can like move players, you can <laughs> jump players, and then you can um, like put a new player on the board. And yeah. it's you don't get points by like defeating other players and stuff, but you need to get players in certain positions to trigger point gaining. So it's it's very clever, and it's it's a whole string of well, if I move here, then that means he has to move this way. But if I yeah. don't move here, that means he is allowed to move this way, which could put me at risk. And there's a lot of if this, then that. And you do it like five turns out. But what's great is the game is only Holy like, shit. it's awesome. And the game is only like 20 <laughs> minutes long. It's very short. And so you can play like two or three games in no time. And they're all really different. They all feel really different. And so then you're also introducing what are they're called the monoliths, which are these like, you can see them on the board there. They've, they're like the circular tile that drops down. Okay. Sure. That like modifies that space. So it might, uh, might move, it might teleport a character. Yeah. It could teleport mm-hmm. a character. It could eliminate a, an opponent. It could just all these different variables. So it's <laughs> awesome. I love it. it. It's, it's simple mechanics. Yeah. And I hope I'm explaining it well, but, um, like you can jump characters, right? So it could be, I'm going to, the, the tile says I have to jump over my own player. So I do that and I flip it. Then the tile says that if Justin wants to jump, he has to jump over an opposing player. And the board may not be set up for that. Right. And so you may have just fucked me over. Which means you can't jump, right? Like, yeah, Yeah. you you just can't. And it's very, Uh, very clever design. Very clever. I can can tell right now, like, this is exactly the sort of thing that that will uh, bring my wife's 
brilliant mind to its knees. Like this is this is this yeah. is exactly like this is the exact jigsaw puzzle piece that does not mate with her being. Like this oh, yes. will never like she will never be able to do this in a way <laughs> like it's the physical space and shape reasoning yeah. combined with the and you have to plan this many moves like like the idea of chess it's very much that sort of planning it's, it's ahead that, right and that's yeah. unfathomable like to be able to think moves ahead and consider the possibilities and decide what you're going to do based on that she's like nope i'm going to go research ancient languages or something <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like you know, so it's it's we, fun because you do uh, have to plan ahead like that, but then the next yeah. player's move could destroy could your plans. You. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. You only play to three points, which is great. So the the turnover <laughs> is very fast. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just a small little game. It, it doesn't. It's not a huge complicated thing. I love it. I absolutely yeah. adore this game. So it, it's called that, Cairn. That looks awesome. I really highly doubt I would ever be able to get it inside of my house. <laughs> Well, when you're here my, for one listen, night, we can play around. Listen, my first wife is a brilliant person. She just, this is not in her skill set. Like, and she knows it. What's great too yeah. is like, because you're kind of watching what the opposing player does to create the win condition for you. And right. you're like, well, they can only move here. How can I force them? Because that's, what, I, that's yeah. in a game like this, you're playing your opponent's moves. Yes. Like that's the thing. And that's the thing about chess. Like that's the thing. Like if you, if you, uh, people who think they don't understand chess, it's because they're trying to play their own pieces. And you're not. You're trying to push the other player. But the clever thing about this game is that it's not the pieces that hold the power. It's the move conditions that do. Right. So, right. Yeah. So create the conditions, right? You're trying to push your opponent with the conditions. that you, Right. Whatever so you can your, do to influence them. All uh, your figurines on the board, they all work the same. Like they're, yeah. they're, they have little, they have different artwork and stuff on. They have different sculpted designs, but they operate all the same way. It's what yeah. the, the board tells you how you have to move that player though, which is, I think it's yeah. so, so well done. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> um uh, okay, so I don't I don't have anything nearly so fantastic for, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so I had a I had a moment earlier today, and I posted in Discord because I just I was sitting there slurping my coffee, as you and do, I re- as you do, and um, my wife hates when I slurp my coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, she accepts when I slurp my coffee. She hates slurping, and we have an agreement that coffee is the only thing I'm allowed to slurp. Mm. And what about like a hot soup? Well, see, here's <laughs> the thing: it rarely the, the rules rarely stop me from slurping. Things. Okay, okay. <laughs> but she does like that's not in the you know she tries yeah. to come down at me. I'm like, hey. but <laughs> so so slurping, <laughs> slurping like so the yeah. you know when I'm taking right. a drink, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, now, I was thinking, like, I think this makes my coffee taste better. Mm. Like, that's why I do this. I'm not just doing it to be an irritating pain in the ass. It's a side benefit, but it's not the reason that <laughs> yeah. I do it. Right? Knock on effect, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely. It increases the, my happiness and, and makes the world better around me. Absolutely. But it's not <laughs> the, the main reason I'm doing it. So I said, like, do you guys slurp your coffee? So people start chatting, you know, and I think it makes – Slurping, slurping makes your coffee taste better. I have this theory that, you know, maybe I'm changing the way it tastes because of the air. That da, da, da. And then Derek bombs me with like <laughs> with like seven messages of, of 
fucking research papers that have already been written about this, yeah. which, by the way, prove my point. But apparently I can't do my PhD on this because yeah. it's already been done. Um, so anyway, the point and, and then, of course, discussion continued. Some people are very anti-slurp. Um, I'm not. I it depends on your humanity. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it it depends on how aware I am of one's slurpage. I guess like if it's more like if, you know you when you start to notice something that's annoying you, and you're like, oh yeah, that's annoying me, and then it keeps happening. Like oh my god, it's really annoying. <laughs> like if, if I got to that stage, um, like then we might have a problem. But it would be the yeah. the first like someone would have to say to me, "Are you noticing how much this guy's slurping his coffee?" Right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I get there that. on my own, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't actively slurp it. Maybe I do. Maybe yeah. I very subconsciously, I don't know. Maybe if I do, do and I don't bit. know. Or maybe you've worked out a way. To, I, I don't know. It, it's uh, So so I, I also have, and I, I think this predisposes me to the job that I have, but I have the superpower of not being able to be annoyed by a sound, repetitive oh. or otherwise. Um, and I think mm. that's because, like, it is either because or the reason... Uh, it 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 either causes or is affected by the fact that I can work on music and like listen mm. to a, like a single snare drum hit over and over again for like an hour and it I don't sure. I don't die I don't die from that. <laughs> uh, whereas my wife will come in and I'm working on something and I have like one measure of a song looped and she can't be in here for more than ten seconds. <laughs> Right. I mean, I have, so I have a higher like, threshold than that, but yeah. Right. If I if I'm tapping on a tape, like we're playing some game, and I'm and I'm I'm just going to town on the table or whatever because I'm just I, whatever. Yeah. I'm just the ADD kid is tapping on the table. No one's surprised. So, <laughs> uh, so but but it's like, can you stop so I can think about my next move in this game we're trying to play, or we'll never get anywhere. You know, that's that's where we're coming from when she says, "Don't slurp." Right? It's noises <laughs> and things in the world yeah. bother her. Now I don't so have it's, that. it must so be I, like I'm not trying to like I I. I I feel bad for her for having that. Sure. And I, so I try to adjust. But at the same time, what I'm saying is slurping is fucking great and I should be allowed to do it. <laughs> Here's all this science proving me right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking science. Yeah. So do you think the slurp enters her brain and it's like a record scratch? <laughs> <laughs> what I, right. I, I, I picture it like she's trying to concentrate on something. And whatever I do, if I'm tapping on the table or if I'm slurping, it's like a strobe light suddenly is going off in her face and she can't see the thing she's trying to look at. Oh, no. And for I me, mean, like somebody can be making a sound near me and I can still do whatever I'm doing. And I wonder like, because like I grew up in this world of like, oh, we're starting to diagnose kids with ADD and we're, we're medicating them somewhat. And I had some of that when I was in, in school grades and stuff. Um, and I, I start, and, and I don't think I was as severe as some of these people with like a lot of hyperactivity sure. and stuff like that. Um, so I think I got off a little bit easy, but I also feel like there's, there's something about the, the difference in a person, a person with ADD, their brain, my brain. Um, it's, it's not just that I'm distractible. It's also that like, I feel like I'm used to being distractible. So when I am distracted, it honestly doesn't bother me. Mm. It's like I can I can yeah, switch and come back. Yeah. And there is still a threshold, right? There's a point where I'm trying to concentrate on typing an email or something. And if my daughter asks me a question and it's like, that's the language part of my brain. I can't hear you and listen to you and work on this email because they're both language. But I can play music and do anything else. 
And mm-hmm. if my wife's trying to concentrate on something, she might not want music on. She might not be able to have music on. So that's a really interesting right? point because I'm here at work in this office and I'm alone and I can listen to music as loud as I want and stuff. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I've not found a pattern, um, but some days I can't listen to music or some tasks I can't listen to music while doing and others it's totally fine. And I, I don't huh. know what it is. And I think it's just, if I'm, it depends on the amount of focus required from me at the time. I don't know. It's it's very bizarre. Because some days yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to put on, you know, just shuffle, whatever. Here's a playlist, cool. And, and I'll be great all day. And then other yeah. times it's like, well, I need it to be as quiet as possible. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I've got a white noise app that does me a lot of good for those days. Right. So it's crazy. Well, with, all, with, with um, I mean, all, excuse me, I'm like, Burping. Anyway, um, the the <laughs> two drink Tuesday. The uh, um, m- most biological things, but brains especially, like these things are all a gradient. Yeah, you know, so we're we're just somewhere on that spectrum. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic case of like, can you turn the volume down? I need to see where I'm going. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, right in the car, and, yeah. and uh, anytime. And when, it's really you, about concentration and focus. Uh, but and I've done that. I've totally done that. We've all done it, and it's yeah. it's that way at work for me. Is what, what I'm saying. So if I need that intense, like oh, I just need to really make sure I say this thing correctly in this email. I'm going to pause my yeah. music and finish that, and then put it back on. Get back to whatever okay. I was doing. Now that that's very interesting because uh, Marielle will do that. Like the music has to stop if she's needing to follow directions or something, mm-hmm. and then it can come back on later. Um, for me. It does not matter how loud or irritating the music is. It will abs. It will not even penetrate my ears. If I have to like concentrate on directions, I suddenly become like this hyper focused creature. Like it, I will literally not even know what I'm hearing. It's like suddenly I'm like, wait, did we listen to that song? Oh, that mm. must have been while I was following directions because I utterly paid no attention. I can to be it. that way about some things um, and just not about others. It's weird. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't brains fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We should we should end this show. Okay. We should end this. We've been going for God, we're gonna get close to two hours here uh soon. Holy shit. Okay. Okay, well, listen, we're let's do the let's do the quick, 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 quick sign offs. Uh should oh, I scan down to the so are you going to copy? Are you going to co- copy it up for I'll copy me? Him up, yeah. He's copying up. All right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start the ending theme. Uh, okay, so thank you all for listening slash watching the Tone Control, and we would love to have you join us in Discord. You can go to Discord.io/slash Tone Control to do that. <laughs> What's I'm funny? Sorry. The chat. I'm sorry. Oh, what happened? What I do? <laughs> we got a name okay. change. <laughs> okay uh, okay gotcha okay so go to discord.io slash tone control to join us in discord it's totally free and super fun and for episode 200 anybody regardless of supporter status is going to be able to join us for the live recording of episode 200 which is going to be just in four weeks from now uh, to see us on patreon patreon.com slash the tone control to become a supporter for just a dollar a month we will thank you greatly for supporting the show and we'll read your name out on every episode and for 
uh, as little as $2 or more per month, you'll be a supporter plus, or as we call them in Discord, the Royal We. And they get to join us in the secret part of Discord uh, for the live chat and uh, uh, heckling us and sending uh, absolutely unwatchable, un- unlookawayable gifts. It's happening to you right now. It's happening to me right now. I'm literally getting distracted by things, and I'm going to have to play the outstanding theme again because it went too long. So our supporters this week are Carson Ricketts, Nick Greenwood, Timmy S., Matthew Fenslaw, Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini. uh, Hold on, wait, wait. uh, Catalie Portman. Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove, OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi, Doug Grist of 37 Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger oh, Effects, gosh. and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks podcast. Thank you all for supporting and uh, for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Uh, here we go. <laughs>